Hey guys, Kurt here. A couple of announcements before we get into this episode. Um, just wanted to tell you about a couple of things. First off, what I'd like to talk to you about is an awesome convention that's coming to the Dayton Convention Center in Dayton, Ohio, November 11th through the 13th of this year. It's a catacon. Our friends at the RPG Academy are have holding a three-day convention. They're going to have some awesome people there. Um, they're still looking to for you to come and have some fun playing some games and having some fun with some of the some of the industry's top RPG people, including John Wick, James D'Amato, Cat Cool, Kenneth Height, and a ton more. Even some of our friends from other podcasts like Taylor LaBresh from the Leviathan Files and Rohit Sodia from Gamers Plane are all going to be at this three-day event to play games and have fun and share RPGs with the community. So if you go to like something like Gen Con, you can play with these same people, but it costs you about $80 or more, depending upon how much you spend per you know per day and stuff like that. For their three-day three day general admission, it's only $40, which is super cheap. If you decide to go Friday, it's only $10. You go Saturday, which is usually when all the big people are there, $25 and then Sunday is only $15. Just head over to Acaticon on Facebook and you click on the link for eventbrite.com under their banner and get your tickets and it should be a good time. And one more thing I like to add, it's something that we always kind of talk about each episode. So a lot of times we don't really ask you that much. Uh, a lot of times when we are talking to you, we just want you to listen and have fun. You know, we don't ask for money. We don't ask for you know, too much. But the one thing that we actually like to do is since we're sponsored by BattleBards, we'd love for you to try out their tabletop fantasy audio. The reason why we keep kind of bugging you about it and keep promoting it is because we love it. We think it's phenomenal. Not only is it phenomenal for us, but it's also phenomenal for other podcasts as well. You've heard all of their great audio on this podcast, but you also, you've also heard it on God's Fall D&D podcast. You've also heard it on the How We Roll podcast. And oh, you might have heard it on the little D&D streaming thing called Critical Role. Yeah. So you know if it's been used in all these different places that it must be worth it. And not only are we asking you to get this awesome fantasy audio, but you get a little something extra from us as well. So this is how it works. Go on and you pick what kind of package you want. Say you buy a $25 package. So basically you get $25 worth of audio that you can pick out. And a lot of this audio is super cheap. Anywhere from 30 cents to a dollar and like 40 cents. It's not that expensive. So you're gonna get lots of great audio. You can purchase full albums and not pay a ton. Okay, but also what happens is you're going to get free tracks from us from using our code. So if you buy the 10 and 25 dollar packages and you use the code MFGCast1, you get one free track. You get the Dwarf Temple, the Soul Forging, which is an awesome score. If you purchase the 50 and 100 dollar packages, just you use the code MFGCast2. You actually get five total tracks, including a monsterscape of the Behold Extermination, another uh, soundscape you would get for free, which would be the Dungeon of Lost Inhabited. You'd also get a free NPC script of armor, smith, steel, and silk. And you'd also get a sound effect shortbow arrow barrage. This also includes the $10 and $25 package bonus of that one track. With the code MFGCAST3, when you buy your $150 and $300 packages, you get 10 total tracks, which is a full album for free for using that code. Which includes the Dark Elf City Morning Dewer score, 
uh, Magic Missile Sound Effect, Common Giant, Torture, Hill Giant, Entertaining at Home, Monsterscape, Castle Ruins, Ruins of the Black Knight, and more. So you're getting a lot of free audio by us. So we want to get this awesome fantasy audio in your hands, and we also get to see a little bit back from that. So this is what we're asking of you. Just go, even if it's as little as $10, use that MFGCast1 code, get some awesome audio, spread the word. You can also tell your friends that you've used the same audio that's been used on Critical Role. I mean, how cool is that? So if you can do that for us, that would be awesome. Um, otherwise, enjoy the episode and thanks a lot. This is the MFG Cast. guys this is kurt this is logan and tracy and we're doing another family review of kids tables problem picnic attack of the ants designed by scott alms developed by kids table board gaming and graphics and illustration by josh capel and it plays two to four players ages six and up and the time to play is 20 minutes to talk about the overview of the game and how it's played i'm gonna let tracy talk about it tracy Tell us about Problem Picnic Attack of the Ants. Okay. Problem Picnic Attack of the Ants is um, players that are competing ant colonies trying to steal the best plates of food from the picnic blankets. So it's a dice rolling dexterity game, but the dice are your ants. You roll them onto picnic cards, trying to get the most ants onto the best foods. There are just different custom dice at your disposal, and they represent um, different types of workers, um, speedy scouts, and sturdy soldiers. At the end of the day, the colony that has arranged their stolen place to the best satisfy the whims of the queen will earn the most points and win the game. So I'll kind of get into it a little bit more. The setup is varies depending on the amount of players that you have. So you lay out your picnic cards based on the amount of players. So for two players, you have five picnic cards out. So one side of the card is your picnic card that has a plate of a certain type of food. So whether it's watermelon or cookies or a sandwich. Um, So for three players, you lay out seven cards and four players, you lay out nine cards. On the other side of the card, once you your aunt attacks that card and you are the winner, on the reverse side is the anthill where you actually conquer the plate of food and you take it back to your anthill. And so you flip it around and it's a, a dirt looking um, side and you have that. Um, so basically what each player gets is they receive, they pick a color of dice and you each receive six dice. Um, Two of them are little baby dice um, with ant-looking characters on the sides. And then in the shapes of one ant, two ant, three ant, and so on. Three six-sided dice and one 12-sided dice. And they all have ants on each of the sides of them. And then what you do is you lay out scoring cards. So there's a a majority scoring card. And you have little scoring tokens. 
and you lay them out randomly. And so, for example, it'd be um, whatever player collects the most watermelon will score this amount of points at the end of the game, and whatever collects, whatever player collects this many green plates will score this many tokens. There is also round cards that are um, dealt face down. You go around the table based on the number of players and the round cards will vary. Um, an example of one of the round cards would be winged ants. Oh, you toss this card onto the picnic cards from normal range. Um, at the end of the round, you count all the winged ants that are resting on the picnic card as plus one to your tally for the picnic card. You discard the winged ants cards after tallying. So there's different ones that have different um, actions. So there's one where you spill honey. So you spill honey on a certain card and all of the ants that land on the other cards will move over to that card and so on. Um, there's also a puddle card that um, once your ants take over a certain picnic card, then they, I would say they take a, they rest and go off to the puddle and then there's also other cards besides having like collecting the most um, watermelon or the most colored cards you also have other cards where you may be the one who collects um, the most colored watermelon or the most color of one color in a row or you have to have have to answer. have the most watermelon on a green plate or the most Sandwiches not touching one side with another sandwich. Or the most sets of three colors or yep. something like that. Yep. And you randomly place those tokens on those types of cards. And there's a bunch of those cards that you miscellaneously grab. Yep. And, and lay out four, four per game usually. Yep. And then you put those out there too. So at the end that comes into scoring. So basically you lay the cards out and you place your anthill in front of you. And you roll your dice. And you can't go past your anthill when you roll your dice. And you want to, the tricky part is you want to land on the food, but based on the type of dice that you have, you can't always land on what you want. So honestly, you're just lucky to be able to land on something sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, if you're rolling the little baby dice, the, um, what do they call those dice? The scouts. If you do not um, land on a picnic card or touch another dice, you can actually roll that one again for one other time. Um, so that's really nice, that helps. Um, and then the big soldier dice, the 12-sided die, is bigger and bulkier, that one is hard, but that one also has the special ability that um, you it actually will never take that resting period where it will go to the puddle once you roll it. So that one's nice too. So basically you roll it, you land on the picnic card, everyone goes around and takes their turn until all their um, their dice are gone. And then you basically see who's on picnic cards and who's not. So if you have more than one person or more than one color die on there, you see how many ants are on each card. And you see who um, scored the best. And then they collect that card and they can place it by their anthill however they like. Of course, you're going to want to look and kind of strategize depending on what other scoring cards are out there. So if one of your scoring cards is sets of three colors or something like that, or the most touching watermelon cards or something like that, you're going to want to try to um, lay them out mm -hmm. like that. Or 
you can't have cookies touching or something, you're going to want to have that put out there. So that's what you're basically the goal is to do that. Um, and then at the end of the game, well, actually, sorry, at the end of the round, at the end of that round, what happens is if you have ants on the cards, like I said, you'll score them and then you get to take that card. And the person that didn't score but landed on a card, their ant goes into the puddle, mm-hmm. right? If, sco- if they score. If they score, their ant goes into the puddle. If they didn't score, their ant can go back on their anthill. Or if their ant didn't land on anything at all, it goes back into their anthill mm-hmm. so that they can use it for the next round. Um, there are five rounds. At the end of the fifth round, you actually go ahead and you tally up based on um, those uh, special cards and and the regular scoring card that I was talking about. But each round has those special um, round cards that we were talking about too, so each player will take them and um, go and do that. But it is, like we said at the very beginning in the overview, it is a game of dexterity where you roll the dice and... Mm -hmm. There's a lot of there's a lot of um, chance in it, you know, because you really just don't know where the dice are gonna go and how you're gonna chuck them, you know. So there's, a, I mean, you can have all the strategy in the world with, okay, I need all these green plates, you know, but I mean, the way you're rolling, you never know what kind of table you have or you know how you're rolling at that time or if you hit another dice. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of uh, interesting stuff. So Logan, what did you think about this game? What's the what actually what 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 was your favorite part of this game? Everything. Everything. Holy smokes. So, but you can't pick out one thing that you really liked about it? No? Do you do you like chucking the dice? Is that your fun? Is that your favorite part? Yeah. Like destroying people? You like destroying people? <laughs> <laughs> really... I, I like destroying people's cards even though they got them. Yeah. Like I, I hit somebody's dice and then my dice rolls on their card and then destroys and it. And then it destroys it. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty fun. Or that? like, or like you can maybe get in on their lap. Mm-hmm. That's true. So do you? Uh, what of the what? What round card do you like the most that you play? Bug spray. The bug spray. Yeah. Because yeah. then you can basically drop it on people's dice and they go away and then during that during the rest of the round then whatever dice go there go right to the puddle so basically getting rid of a bunch of dice unless it's the soldier one and then it, it, that one always goes back yeah um, what was your favorite part of the game Tracy um, I felt I guess that I was challenged to be able to attempt to try to go for some of those the scoring cards Mm -hmm. the key word being attempt Mm -hmm. because either logan would come in and smash your dice out of the way um (laughs) the last game we played it looked like his goal was to land on your anthill so Mm -hmm. um that didn't really work as well but for him but yeah i it was fun to try to to pick maybe a certain a scoring card that I wanted to shoot for mm-hmm. and go with that. Yeah. Remembering that that was the one because <laughs> the last game I was shooting for a scoring card that wasn't in there mm-hmm. um, just because I remember it from the last game we played. So yeah, yeah. that stinks. Yeah. Well, what's your favorite part? What's my favorite part? Um, actually, I think my favorite part was just trying to get the most of a certain food, I think. Because when it comes to those other cards, trying to get like three in a row and blah 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 and try are trying to get like most sandwiches not touching i think like i did really good that last game where we had the the sandwiches that can't touch a side with another sandwich 
that was tough for me, but uh, I've I've well it's been well documented on on Twitter that I really suck at this game, but it's still a ton of fun, and uh, I really I still really enjoy it. And that and that's kind of a I think that's the uh, mark of a truly fun game is that even when you when you're losing and you're you're not doing good that you're still having a fun time. So I like I like that aspect. So I like that you can use those round cards. That's probably actually one of my favorite things. Like when we had the one with the stomping foot, I think, where you just drop it and whatever is, whatever, um, it, whatever dice it lands on, it they go away, even if it's partially hanging on a dice. So I kind of like that. It's like stomping the ants, get in the water, you know. And so. then you then you. Uh, ruin it for whoever landed on that card. So yeah, that exactly. Cool. Especially if they're going for something like the special special points and stuff like that. So I kind of like that. But um, overall, I, I like I like this game because you know as you, you'll hear an interview with Helena and Josh Capel coming up uh, next week is that they want to make games that are not only good for kids, but they're good they're good for adult they're fun for adults too. And I I have a lot of fun with this game, so I I like that it's it's for both and not just like a game to play with kids so they want to play it and you're just like sitting or staring at your watch hoping that it will be over so all right i think we talked about pretty good Um, so what did what do we think about this game what did you think logan did you love it did you like it Eh, it's okay or did you not like it everything everything you well that wasn't an option (laughs) does that mean you like it a lot yeah you love it I love it so much. You love it so much. Yeah, I love it so much I can kiss, kiss it. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> so, so I was talking to Helene and Josh about this. So when you first saw the picture of the cover of the demo box that we yeah. got, you thought it was boring, didn't you? Yeah. But then when we played it, you you saw that it was really awesome, didn't you? Yes, it was. Cool, awesome. He's got to do a weird, what? a weird face. I don't even or know a weird what you voice. said. He said, "Yes, it does." Yes, it. Oh, yeah. okay. okay, weirdo. Weird. Yeah. So, what did you think about it, hon? I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. No other words. Um. You did too many words in the introduction. Yeah, so you done. you threw me on the <laughs> overview. So, um. Oh, I liked it. I think it's a different game, and it's a quick game, so it's a nice um, filler. I liked it a lot. I loved it. I think it was really fun. Um. I, this is another game that I really like by Kids Table. I think they really kind of knocked it out of the park, and it's a good game that, again, not only can you play with your kids, but you can play with your family and stuff like that, and it'll be a lot of fun. So there you go. There's our uh, look at Problem Picnic Attack of the Ants. It's going to start on Kickstarter on September 27th. We were lucky to be able to play it early to give you this review to get you hyped about it. So on September 27th, make sure you... Log on to Kickstarter, fund this game. It's going to be a lot of fun. Give it for a Christmas present or something fun for yourself. But until then, we'll see you next time. And thanks a lot. Bye. Bye. Legends of Tabletop Podcast. Creating legends one die at a time.